Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the BTU Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Hargrav Tsuri. Hey guys, welcome back to the BTU Podcast. I'm your other co-host, Vernon Garg. Rune man, how you doing? It's been a minute. Doing all right, bro. Chilling. Um, I'm almost done. Um, it's the last lap of school of the semester, so can't wait to get the semester over with. And then I can finally, like, chill, not have to worry about school. Uh, so, yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all I'm up to right now. What about well, you? Love that, bro. Uh, well, recently, uh, the highlight of my week has been my cousin <laughs> getting engaged. So that's Jeez. awesome. I had to go to Oroka, which um, to those who are listening, Oroka is like a celebration of the commitment between two people in a culture so it's pretty awesome uh it was a long night but it was worth it but yeah speaking of like pulling all-nighters or spending a lot of time with projects i know this was a project but this is the smoothest transition transition god (laughs) smoothest transition i could think of to introduce one of my favorite lads um you all have probably heard of him mentioned in a couple of our podcasts before uh we did mention that he was our special guest from last episode uh, well, we mentioned we have a special guest. This is him, Mr. Vidant Patel. Hello, my name is Vidant. Uh, I'm a global business and digital arts student at the University of Waterloo. Uh, I actually just finished my second year and I'm going to be in my third year in September. Just finishing up uh, the summer internship now. Um, but yeah, it's my first po- podcast, so I'm excited to see what we talk about, what sort of conversations we have. Uh, and yeah. Tell us about your uh, internship. Uh, yeah, so um, for my internship, this is a design internship. So I do want to mention, usually if you, I'm sure Bruno has talked about it in the past with his, with his, uh, with other podcast episodes that he has a co-op program with Waterloo. Uh, my program does not have a co-op program actually. So mine's is four years and I only have one internship in 30 years. So this is just something I found on my own. Uh, but either way, I'm working as a product design intern at Rogers. Um, it's like the separate lab. It's the Rogers 5G Create Lab, uh, where I'm sure you know about 5G and Rogers. I just work on a bunch of things related to that. That's related to design. That's dope. Uh, I want to ask, honestly, what the program actually entails, because the name sounds awesome. Uh, and I think the viewers would love to hear how you decided, yo, I'm going to Waterloo for this program. Like, what drew you to it? What has it offered you? And just explain the program itself. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Like, usually I just avoid saying my program name in general because then I have to yeah. go and explain it. What's the acronym? Um, There's an acronym. <laughs> yeah, Global Business and Digital Arts. I'm just going to be saying GBDA from now on. So I don't have to keep repeating myself. But mm-hmm. essentially, it's just what the name says. It's design, so digital arts and business just combined into one degree. Uh, and really, it's just kind of as students and just in our coursework, we're exploring both sort of uh, topics. So I have business courses, I have design courses. Uh, I can go a bit more in detail later on on how, what the versatility is. But in terms of how I got into this program and like how I decided to be here, I'll just kind of go back to like high school where I didn't even know this program has existed. So initially I was gonna apply for, I had applied for computer science programs because obviously I did like CS most of my, most of high school. Um, I, was, I was I was decent at it, uh, and I was just interested in the tech field in general. But a big part of me uh, was also into design. Uh, that's kind of just what I've been doing most of my life. Um, so 
I just really wanted to find a way to mix that tech field with design. Um, and then I came across this. So I think it was in our grade 12 computer science class. Uh, we had to do a project on different careers in the tech industry. Um, and I found it about UX design. So for the listeners, I'll just say what UX means because some people may not know. It's the term UX UI, user experience and user interface. It's essentially how you guys interact with all these products around you. So it's like we're on Zoom right now. What is the interface looking like? Um, you're going on your Instagram. How is that looking like? You liking that experience or you're being annoyed by some sort of features? Because I don't know Instagram changed some stuff later, but that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> but I've got opinions on that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk yeah. About that then. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, fast forward, I just want to find something that mixes the two. Uh, and GBDA came across as one because um, business was also something I've always been interested in. Um, and it felt like design and business and a cool degree name. If I say this to recruiters, hey, I'm a global business and digital arts, they'll, they'll want to know more rather than just saying like a basic, oh, I'm doing a bachelor in arts or whatever. Right. Um, and yeah, I just applied and luckily I got in and here I am after like two years. It sounds like a very like specialized program. I know a bit about the program obviously because I've known you, but it sounds like a very like specialized like niche program. It is or to a certain degree. Um, okay. A lot of our design courses are very broad. So we're exploring mm -hmm. a lot of different types of design fields. Uh, okay. But essentially, but yeah, like the, the idea of design and business is pretty like niche. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, as long as I've known you, like I want to know a little bit about how you got into like graphic design in the first place. Because as long for as far as I've known you, like you've always been into graphic design. Like I, I've known you since grade nine. You've always been the Photoshop guy. Like right. always Photoshop. Like from the beginning, I know you've always Yo. been photoshopping stuff, designing stuff. And in high school, yeah, Harja, go ahead. I know you want to say something. No, I just wanted to say my Instagram would not look as clean without the dot design at the dot dot DSN. I think it is right. Yes, like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> has made some crazy posters on that as well yeah. as MBA series is probably my favorite project 30 days 30 posters this man's a tank when it comes to design but yeah. yeah yeah so like as far as I've known you you've always been that guy that's always been graphic design <laughs> like even in high school you were designing logos and stuff for for the school but like I want to know how it all started how did you first get into graphic design and what at what point were you like I know you mentioned in grade 10, you saw that UI UX is a potential like career, but like a little more, a little bit more about when you realize that, Hey, this is maybe something that I can't do long-term. All right. Do you want me to start from like the very beginning? Cause it's a yeah, very I wanna, interesting I, tell, story. Tell us about the start. Like tell us the story. I want to know. I got it. It's an origin story. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I guess uh, when I was uh, in middle school, um, so from a little kid, like every kid, like who's artistic, they, they draw a lot. I used to draw a bunch, but then I stopped, but I still like used to have that like creative like head, I guess. I just used to be creative in some some areas, but essentially I used to love gaming. I still do love gaming, but um, I did a lot of that and I'll just fast. So in the gaming, when I was gaming, so a few games that I played was like Tanking Online, Minecraft. <laughs> Those were all games that I played in middle school. So don't judge me right now. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I'm hesitant to say that story. Well, either way, um, I got into esports. Uh, if you guys don't know what esports is, uh, is it's essentially competitive video gaming. Um, so obviously there's just regular sports and then there's esports and then esports, there's it, there's competitive gaming for like each sector. So there is one for Minecraft and all that, all that jazz. 
But essentially, I was a kid, like I mentioned, I was watching a lot of these YouTubers online as well. Uh, and I was like, you know what, maybe I should make YouTube videos as like a kid in like whatever grade seven, grade eight, whatever it is. Maybe I should like, you know, play Minecraft and record myself. Um, and me that's pretty normal. Like, that's pretty common. Like a lot of yeah, famous YouTubers right now started when they were that age. Yeah, so it's actually funny. My sister is, I didn't even tell my sister, but she's doing the same thing right now. Uh, yeah. but I'm just letting her do her thing. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I think I just started like just recording myself and being like, what, 13 years old. I had no money to like pay designers because I knew about the, I was interested in the business side of the YouTube as well. So I knew like, hey, you got to have proper thumbnails, you got to have proper video editing, proper branding, etc. Yeah. Uh, but I was broke. Uh, and I didn't <laughs> want to pay anyone to make anything for me. Uh, I tried to get it off of people for free. Uh, but honestly, that's just when I started like just downloaded Photoshop. Um, totally legal, by the way. Um, and then I just went on YouTube and started just go learning as much as I can and fast forward to, I guess, high school. Um, I got more into the esports sector, started freelancing. Uh, and that's when I got introduced to like branding, UX, graphic design, um, and so on. And then it just kept getting, kept ramping up. And I knew that that's, this is probably what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So it kind of started with the YouTube thing. You were like, you want to make YouTube videos, but you didn't want to pay people. So you're like, I'm going to decide to do it on my own. Yeah, pr pretty much. What happened to YouTube though? Uh, fun fact, I actually got like a hundred subscribers. And Jeez, so, okay. yeah, like, Thank you. yo, I made like 20 videos. It was Minecraft videos and I got like a hundred subscribers. I still have that account. So I can still look at <laughs> all those videos. Uh, I have like, I think I lost like 70, but yeah, it's still there. <laughs> Wow. So then you're just like, I don't have time for YouTube anymore. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to stick to my design stuff. I, I nearly just grew up. <laughs> I was just Fair like, enough. okay. The honest truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got older. Yeah. All right, Harja, you have anything? Yeah. Ask, um, I think, <laughs> but do what? Can you ask something, please? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying, I didn't just please ask something. Just like <laughs> no, well, I wanted to touch upon what you said about being a freelancer. I think you used that term if I'm not wrong. So when you call yourself a freelancer, do you want to talk to us about what that means to you? And do you actually classify yourself as an entrepreneur? Because you, you've actually built a brand for yourself too. Yeah. Um, I'll just start off with what freelancing is or just who a freelancer is in general. Cool. Uh, just for the listeners, um, essentially, um, it's usually just one person providing a service. So it could, in this, in this scenario, I was providing uh, the service of graphic design to certain clients. They usually just come to me, be like, hey, I want this either poster or logo made for this event or this personal brand that I'm building. Can you help me out? And then we just work on a project together. They pay me via like either hourly or monthly, not monthly, sorry, hourly or like a fixed rate. Uh, and then it just, you know, just do the pro project on from there. Uh, in terms of, did you ask how I got started or I forgot that? Oh uh, yeah. I asked like how you got started as well as if you classified yourself as an entrepreneur because of your brand that you've built. Cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of how I got started, it was just the same thing where I talked about esports and I got to just like that online, online platform, uh, just trying to grow online. Cause there are so many other designers doing the same thing. Right. So I'm just going to say, this is tw Twitter. Twitter is probably the 
that's main place I actually started to grow uh, because I saw a lot of activity on there. Mm. Um, and I just, you know, make stuff for fun and people would reach out to me saying, Hey, I like your thing. I uh, like what you made here. Are you selling it or can you make something for me? Uh, and then it just kept going on. At first it was obviously smaller projects and just helping out people around my age. And then as I got older, as I started taking it on more seriously, larger projects, I uh, got like serious clients from like larger companies um, and so on. Um, in terms of if I classify myself as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I do personally. Uh, I think I have entrepreneurial um, tendencies or like characteristics. Like I, I want to get to that point where I'm building something like a, a business, but I think as a freelancer, uh, so the difference between a freelancer and entrepreneur to me is freelancers just working in the business and you're working for yourself uh, and you're providing that service, uh, but you're trading time for money. Whereas entrepreneurs, um, they're building the business itself. Although I'm doing the same thing while building a brand, uh, entrepreneurs are trying to make some sort of business or trying to automate their business to make money while they sleep. Um, mm. So I'm not sure how I do this with freelance uh, at the moment, but that's the end goal. Uh, so at the moment, I don't classify myself as an entrepreneur, but I guess that's where I want to be at the end of the day. I like the way you put that. Entrepreneurs want to make money while they sleep, whereas freelancing, they're making money like by taking time out of their day. That's a cool way to put it. I never thought of it like that. I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, you mentioned Twitter. I feel like Twitter is really underrated in terms of building a brand and connecting with people. I've spoken to people before who told me they've literally gotten jobs through Twitter and found internships through connecting with people on Twitter. And I don't know too much about Twitter. I do have a Twitter account, but I mainly made it just to keep up with basketball updates. I don't really like use it that much, but I want to know, I know you're a lot more active on Twitter, but I want, I want like, Tell me a little bit about how you kind of got started on Twitter, how you started building on Twitter, how you connected with people on Twitter and like tips like and tricks, like quirks and that kind of stuff that you have there. Yeah. Um, so I think with any social media in general, any online platform, uh, there's communities, right? Like there's so many people in the world. There's different communities for each thing. I mentioned how I got into the esports community and there's like this whole Twitter base there. I What I did was I re honestly excuse me, I followed a YouTuber and he was on Twitter as well. Uh, he was a graphic designer for like an esports org. Uh, I followed him on Twitter, followed everyone he follows or whatever. And I pretty much got into that space, you know? Um, and I just, in terms of starting to interact, like I said, I just started seeing what others started to make. And I just started to make those type of designs. So I started with logos. Um, if you look at like sports team logos with like the old Raptors logo with the dinosaur, um, or the Charlotte logo right now, Charlotte Hornets, that logo. Um, those are mascot logos with some sort of a mascot or animal. That's what I started with. But, and I just kept posting that uh, and people just started interacting with my posts. I started interacting with other people's posts. Um, yeah. And soon as I got into university now, uh, you'd be surprised how big tech Twitter is uh, and design mm. Twitter in general. Mm. You mentioned your friends got an internship. Um, what these recruiters do is they sometimes go on Twitter and be like, hey, I have an opening for my team. Uh, link your portfolios below or DM me your portfolios. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they don't want to go out and, you know, like post a whole opening. Sometimes you just want to do it from referral. Yeah. Um, so I guess that I'll take an experience from, from myself from first year. 
there was this recruiter on Uber. Um, she tweeted like, hey, I have an internship whoever for product design in the summer. If you're interested, send me, send me your portfolio. Um, so I sent her my portfolio through, D- through DMs, got her email too. Uh, so I pretty much passed that like initial recruiting screen. Right. I didn't get the, get an interview or whatever because they just uh, they were far more better apply, applicants than me. But right. I think this point still stands where you're able to make those connections on Twitter because of, there's so many different communities. Everyone's right. everyone wants to be social. Uh, they're all talking about it and they're talking about the latest design trends or tech trends. Yeah. And through that, you're able to kind of find people. Uh, in terms of in terms of let me give a just a tip on how you can get started on it. Uh, I think it's always good to find a niche. Um, so for me, it was design. I started in the esports industry and then I branched out. Uh, but I think for someone else, like whoever, whatever they're interested in, it could be something as just uh, like Varun said, maybe it's just a student, student community at, at your university. Follow whoever's in your university on Twitter. Uh, see what they post. Say sometimes they re- retweet something. Make friends online through there. Uh, and I think it, slowly you'll just get more used to it. You'll see you'll see more things on your feed that you'll find interesting and then it'll just be a domino effect of you getting more this this may be a little bit of a weird question because i feel like it's kind of obvious but do you think because would tweeting does tweeting help more than not tweeting in the in the sense that like let's say i like for me like i want to be in this community but i don't know what kind of stuff i'm going to tweet personally but i still want to be involved in the community how would i do that I think it's obviously you got to tweet, of course, yeah. um, because that's just engagement. You want to engage, right. like just interact with people. And I'm not saying you have to create like a lot of the tw- a lot of Twitter is just honestly just um, shit posting. Mind my mind my language, but it's just really trolling, <laughs> okay. right? Making memes yeah. out of like the tech industry, making memes out of the design community. You could yeah. either just put a mean tweet out there, and if it blows up, it blows up, right? <laughs> um, but a lot of the times, uh, what I do, what I've seen other people do is. Uh, you reply to other people's tweets and then you okay. talk, you give your opinion. Maybe they, they posted something about it and you're just like, Hey, I'd love to know more about this. Or I disagree with you, or I agree with you, whatever it is. So you don't it's engaging with people. To, yeah. Meme, pretty yeah. much. Criticizes meme. I don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Please post better meme. <laughs> yeah. Right now yeah. I just use Twitter for mostly basketball updates, you know, for the yeah. watch bombs. yeah (laughs) well i mean yeah it's not even just twitter that this applies to like this applies to linkedin this applies to instagram like the algorithm is working for you although they're although they're finding out what you're looking at late at night (laughs) they're all the algorithm kind of benefits you in that sense too for me personally um i started following people that already had professions so people that were already chiropractors people that were into physiotherapy people that were um students still that were just older than me and then based on that and based on what i saw them repost i would check it out so because of that i found out about cata which is canadians athletic therapist association i found out about chiropractic college i found about i found out about all this stuff and it kind of indulged me in that world like just as how there's instagram pages for designs or logos or posters like for dance there's also pages for health health sciences and all this stuff which is not something that people think about all the time but there is that content out there like there's physiotherapists that show you what exercises to do when uh you have someone with this sort of injury or there's people that are literally showing you how to do cupping which is um drawing the blood together at one point in your body and then for like health purposes 
But yeah, I think it's so cool. The algorithm's always working for you. So as long as you're active and not a bot, <laughs> it'll work in your favor. Right. I, th- I think also like if you don't want it, you can, you don't necessarily need to be super, super active. Yeah. Hashtags is a great way to do it. Like Harja mentioned, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, hashtags are literally on every single social media platform. Search yeah. up whatever you're interested in, hashtag X uh, and Y or whatever. Uh, and a bunch of posts will pop up related to that. And you'll yeah. go down a deep rabbit hole and you'll just, you'll have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, uh, Twitter sure. even has this option where it's like uh, you follow a topic, I think. I started doing those recently. I think you can follow a topic. But yeah, I, we'll digress from the from the Twitter topic. We want to move on to some more important stuff we, we want to talk to you about. Um, tell us about, uh, we're going to move away from yeah, the graphic design stuff. We're going to move on to more general your university experiences because at the end of the day, we are Bridges to University. Um, so tell us about your residence experience, your Waterloo life. What's Waterloo been like when you while you were there? Because I know you haven't been there in a while, probably. And any other experiences that you've had in university that you feel are worthy to share with us and our listeners? Yeah. Um, so as Varun said, I lived in residence in my first year. Uh, lived in the same building as Varun. Um, I was actually roommates with Avi, one of the other members on Bridges. Um, Varun was actually on the 12th floor, so he got lucky with that nice view. Uh, Avi and I just had a view of another building. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I know the last, I think the last podcast was it? Or the two podcasts ago that talked about residents? Yeah, Uh, last podcast. No, last podcast, yeah. 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 Um, So I think I had a pretty, I I agree with all the points you guys really said. By the way, I listen to every single podcast. Oh my God, he does. (laughs) Um, But anyways, pretty much I had had the same experience. Uh, I think I had a good um, there's something that Waterloo has is something called LLC, a living learning community um, oh. that each program has. Uh, and so we're based off of residences. So CMH, uh, that's the residence that I was in. Um, so GBDA had its own LLC uh, that was part of that kind of a building. And what an LLC is, you get grouped up with like 15 to 20 uh, people in your program, either on the same floor or same building. And you'd either have events together or you have like just like a one hour per week, you hang out or just get help from an upper year. Um, So I felt like this was like a very good way to one, introduce my, like just get to know more people in my program and on my floor too. Uh, And just, yeah, just meet people and get get advice from an upper year. Uh, I think that's probably one of the highlights of uh, my residence experience along with all those, uh, all the fun times we had with like other, other people on our floor and just our dom. Um, this feels really, this feels really weird. What is there a person that on each floor, Don, who's Don, 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 there you go. Yeah. yeah. My Don was actually really cool. And like, we'd play basketball with them at like 3 a.m. So that's just a bit about like residence experience. Um, so I had a pretty, it's a pretty similar to Varun, uh, experience of Varun, except I just was there for a bit longer and then COVID happened. Um, in terms of Waterloo life, um, I think I've, Waterloo life was pretty interesting being away from home. Uh, just, you know, actually experiencing going to classes. Uh, one thing I do want to mention about my program is after first year, um, GBDA has a specific campus in Stratford. Whoa. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have our own, if you search up Stratford school of design and business, you'll see it's a really nice building. The problem is, is 40 minutes away from Waterloo. Um, oh. So 
all the mate, all the friends that I made in first year, uh, it's pretty difficult to kind of carry out those friendships uh, going forward. So what a lot of the people in my program do and upper years, we'd rent a place in Waterloo and then would carpool to Stratford every day. So it's like a 40 minute drive. Uh, mm. That's what I was planning on doing in second year. But obviously we we're just stuck at home. So I've just been doing it online. Um, but I think one good thing that came out of just first year in general, main thing is joining clubs. Um, yeah. I think I was, I want, I was pretty proactive in high school uh, and I wanted to make sure I was the same in university, at least to a certain extent. Uh, so I joined a bunch of design clubs uh, and funny enough, I don't want to go back to Twitter again, but Twitter was another reason where I found out about these clubs at Waterloo. I contacted uh, one of my club members earlier in the summer on Twitter and she told me all about it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I found out about like uh, these design clubs that I was part of. And not only did that help me learn more about design and just grow as a person, but I also got to meet other people from different programs. When you're in a residence building, you're either stuck with the people in your program or you're stuck with just whoever's on your floor. Right. This allowed me to meet um, engineers or people from sciences and especially upper years as well. Uh, so I yeah. definitely recommend joining the clubs that you find are interesting. It doesn't necessarily need to be related to your career. It could just be something fun as well. Yeah, I definitely heard a lot about, I haven't had the chance to do clubs. I hopefully will soon, but I know clubs are probably like one of the best ways to grow your network in university too. And kind of just do something you love if, if it's, even if it's not related to your program. So yeah, yeah definitely recommend. Harja, do you have any clubs you're in? Um, I know I'm you're really active. I mean, I, I try to do my part. It's, it's tough with it being online, but currently I'm a part of the, the government in my school. Not the, y, not the student association, but my college's government, which is strong. Um, and I'm also a part of the kinesiology and health science student organization. But I've kind of taken a step back from that role because I've been trying to focus on bridges and as well as my council role. And honestly, I'm probably... I think this is a really good point to bring up. You have to le learn when to step away from certain responsibilities if you want to focus on other things. Because going into third year and even fourth year, I will likely step away from certain responsibilities because I want to focus on other things like athletic therapy or school because I know right. that it's going to require more time. And I know a lot of us have done that where we've had to say no to some opportunities just because it wasn't just fit for our timeline currently. I know Varun's done it. I know Vedant's done it as well. Yeah. Not yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. So do we want to wrap up the podcast? I probably had one more thing I wanted to ask since Vedant mentioned it. Um, I want to know on your, you mentioned it early in the podcast, your thoughts on the UI for Instagram. I know I want to, oh. we want you to give us, <laughs> drop a little bit of your knowledge before you end off the podcast. All right, let me open up Instagram. Let's right see now. <laughs> the, dot, the UI UX designer in action over here. No, no. I think obviously it's it's Instagram, it's Facebook. They have like killer UI, right? Like they have like people that are way more talented than me. Uh, I think it's just the direction Instagram's headed in general from a business standpoint. Um, right. They're going towards more uh, selling those commercial products and oh, yeah. focusing on short form content and being like uh, competing with TikTok essentially. Yeah. Um so I know, I know there was like one, I was reading this article where they released a statement that they were trying to get away from like 
posts and they were just focusing on like video content and like actually selling products becoming like tiktok (laughs) pretty much which is why they which is why one of the main things was where 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 the previous post thing was you know that plus sign where you click where you start a post right that moved on to the top right where it's harder to reach you have to like reach all the way to the top of your phone which is not really accessible but and now instead the place that the reels got placed there which is why like a lot of people would like mistakenly click that and then end up on a reel and then they'll just go on a deep rabbit hole of scrolling. That's smart. Scrolling. That's Yo, smart. I didn't think about that. That's I know. Crazy. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. That's, That's so actually crazy. really smart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they, they did it intentionally, but it's, I, I think they did. That makes sense. That makes sense yeah. though. They even got rid of the, the one where you can see your activity, I think. And they took it to the top too, I think. Right. And the activities yeah. are yeah. basically yeah. shopping now. Yeah. The top. Yeah. 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 And they, they replaced that with, so where the notifications were, they replaced that with the store. So I click it sometimes and I yeah. see things related to like whatever design monitors, whatever, but like, yeah. it's kind of just moving into more businessy rather than yeah. just a kind of being more social and actually meeting people, you know? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for dropping that knowledge. Yeah. That was really cool. We got to see the in action a little over here. Um, <laughs> Harja, do you want to say anything before we close off the podcast? If you want yeah. to close off the podcast, that is. Yo, I think we covered most of the bases, but there's yeah. just one small thing. Last thing from Vazai. I won't take up too much of your time, Vazai, but if you were to go back high school, you, right? What advice are you giving yourself based Good on question. the knowledge that you've gained up till now? Um, I think, honestly, this is not even related to career or anything. Right. I think uh, if I were, were to go back, and I think I... I personally say this to myself a lot is just live in the moment. I'd say, don't focus on trying to get into university. Don't focus on, obviously you need to, obviously you need to focus like, yeah, I need to get good grades to get into that university program. I want, I want to know what I want to do. But I feel like often, uh, especially in our high school or the atmosphere I was in, it was always hustle, 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 which is why, which is not a bad thing, which is why I got into freelance, which is why I'm, I'm where I am right now. But I think at times, you forget to just live in the moment. Like, mm. bro, you're in high school. You're what, grade nine, grade 10? Um, you're, you're just a kid. You don't need to like, just chill out for a bit, live your life. There are some dumb things that you won't have to worry about later on. And I think just enjoying those early on years of high school is just good to do. Um, so I think my advice would be just take a breath. Just know that, you know, um, there's still Things a lot of time ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Like, yeah. just breathe. Yeah. It reminds me of that um, that quote, stop to smell the roses. Or like, stop and appreciate the flowers. Oh, okay. Well, it's like from this old school <laughs> book. The whole, the whole premise of it is like, you don't need to rush. You don't need to hurry. Right. Like, chill out, enjoy the moment type of thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Just figurative. Yeah. I, I mean, university, a lot of universities like that right now, like, especially in the tech industry, Every, it's so competitive now. Everyone's hustling. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you got to hustle. Everybody, everybody has to hustle at some point yeah. in their life to get to where they want to be. But yeah. they also got to remember that grinding it out will just lead you to burnout. Maybe organize it's a yourself. Important. Yeah, maybe organize yourself. Maybe figure out, just take it in diff- step one step at a time. Let's just yeah. end it off with that. Okay, you know what? That's perfect to close out the podcast. Oh. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, just dropped some wisdom on us Arja, anything else I, I know i have nothing else to ask from my side i just want to thank Vidant for pulling up for the podcast it's been enjoy yeah. talking to you we love hearing what's on your mind 
and your uh, conspiracy theories about Instagram. Which are 100% accurate, actually. I should not say conspiracy, it's facts. But yeah, man, thanks so much for pulling up. We appreciate you. Yeah, of course. I I appreciate you guys calling me on. Uh, I hope I didn't talk too much. I I didn't really know what was happening up the time. Uh, It was everything we expected it to be (laughs) and more. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much, Vedan, again, for coming to our podcast. We loved having you and chatting with you today. Uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the B2 podcast. You know the drill, you know where to check us out. We have our Instagram and our TikTok, which is both at Bridges to Uni. If you want to contact us, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at bridges to university at gmail.com and go to our website, bridges to uni.com, sign up for newsletters, see what's up, see what's happening. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning into another podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Take care.